The following feature has been rated R by the Motion Picture Association of America. It is intended for mature audiences and parental discretion is advised. Home box office will show this feature only at night. Thank you. Have a nice day. Oh man, multiple sadness. Welcome to Multiple Sadness, a horrible podcast about horrible movies, so bad they're good, but still mostly bad. I am your host, Rob Flack O'Hara, and on today's episode, we will sink our claws into this week's movie, Velocipaster. Now, you might be saying to yourself, is a movie like Velocipaster even worth reviewing? Velocipaster isn't Jurassic Park, it's not even close. But to that I say... All bad movies deserve a review, even the ones that bring us multiple sadness. And with that, here is the trailer to Velocipaster. They followed me home. The Velocipaster, a troubled priest. How long has it been since your last confession? Oh, it's been about two years. I do drugs, sell drugs, uh, murder people. The Velocipaster, a beautiful girl with a dark past. you turn into a dinosaur and eat something. What? Dinosaur. You guys talk all the time about helping people. This might actually be the first time in your life you can. By what? Killing people? Yes! Tell me I need anything to you. Tell me you got better shit to do. Tell me I'm the one this bigger life. That's insane, Doug. God does not want people dead. Oh, I think God wants a lot of people dead. Originally released in 2018 and debuting on Blu-ray in 2019, Velocipaster was written, edited, and directed by Brendan Steer. Rotten Tomatoes has a 54% positive rating from critics and 69% positive from viewers. IMDb rates this film 5.2 out of 10 stars. According to IMDb, people who liked this film also liked Spaghetti Man, Color Out of Space, VFW, Tammy and the T-Rex, Vampires, and Satanic Panic. Uh, as far as notable cast goes, uh, usually I use the term notable cast, meaning people that you might recognize from other films. And there is no one in this film that you would recognize from any other movie. Greg Cohen plays Doug Jones. He is the lead pastor and the lead character. Alyssa Kempinski, I hope I said that right, is Carol the Prostitute. 
We have Daniel Steer, who uh, I correctly guessed was the father of the writer and director Brendan Steer. He plays uh, Father Stewart. And then Fernando Pacheco de Castro makes his movie debut as Frankie Mermaid. What is it that you would like to confess? Oh, geez, I guess we could cover the last four days. <laughs> Stole candy from this baby. Then I threw the baby in the river. So it couldn't stitch, obviously. Then, uh, well, I pimp bitches. I do drugs, sell drugs, uh, murder people. Uh, really, you name it, I've done it, Padre. IMDb tagline for this movie is Man of the Cloth. Yes, that is C-L-A-W. T-H. Wikipedia lists the budget for uh, Velocipastor at $35,000, and I will say it and say it again. This movie looks like it had, uh, I mean, million-dollar budget. Let's not go crazy, but uh, a several-hundred-thousand-dollar budget. This movie looks fantastic, and unlike a lot of movies in this genre, uh, they nailed it right out of the bat. The runtime of this movie is 75 minutes long. Why don't you hop on out? Your mom and I will take a drive. We'll pick you up after priest college. So let's start off with the film summary, uh, the plot summary of Velocipastor. Uh, after witnessing the death of his parents, Pastor Doug Jones goes on a mission to find himself. He ends up in China, where he discovers an ancient relic made from a fossilized raptor's claw. Uh, when that relic scratches his hand, he gains the ability to turn into a dinosaur, and he becomes the Velocipastor. Of course, he blacks out during these episodes and doesn't know exactly what has happened. Uh, when he returns to the United States, he crosses paths with a prostitute named Carol, and the two of them team up to use Doug's new powers for good by cleaning up the streets. Eventually, a drug-dealing ninja clan enters the plot, whom Doug and Carol must eventually face. I don't understand. What does drug smuggling have to do with Christianity? Everything. <laughs> Uh, so let's start off the show with my impressions and details of Velocipastor. And the first uh, question is, how did I hear about the movie? Well, I actually heard about this movie on Twitter. I saw someone else discussing it, and they had tagged a Twitter account that is directly related to this movie. It is uh, at the Velocipastor. Uh, the Velocipastor was giving away copies of this movie uh, to five random followers. I followed the account and I won one of the five Blu-rays. So that is how I got a copy of this film. Uh, the title breakdown, according to the commentary track on the Blu-ray, the writer and director was texting someone and meant to type the word Velociraptor and his phone autocorrected that to Velocipastor. And that is literally the seed that started this wonderful film. The cover breakdown, you know, since I, I own the Blu-ray and I can get a good look at the artwork here, of course, you can find it online. Uh, I always like to look at the artwork and for being a movie with such a low budget, this has a fantastic looking uh, cover on the Blu-ray. It looks, it looks great. Uh, there's a Velociraptor in the background of the painting, and there's a tiny detail you may not notice if you look at it online, but he is wearing Doug's leather jacket that he wears throughout the movie, so that's a nice touch. Uh, you have a pastor in the foreground, and then two ninjas in the background. You have the title, Velocipastor, and the T is glowing, which makes a cross, so that's another nice touch. Uh, the whole thing is absolutely gorgeous, and, um, uh, you know, especially for a movie with this kind of budget, um, 
it just looks great. It looks very professional. As far as the plot goes and the plot pacing, it's not too bad. There are a couple of scenes throughout the movie that drag. There is a um, a love scene that drags on a little long. There's a couple other scenes that drag on. Uh, but for the most part, the movie moves at a pretty good uh, pace. You know, also when I watch these movies, I like to talk about any social commentary that I read into the plot. And you wouldn't think that Velocipaster would have any sort of social commentary. But, you know, the more I watch it, and I have seen this movie probably half a dozen times at this point. I usually don't watch these movies once. Uh, it's the ones that stick with me and that I watch over and over are the ones that I tend to review. Um, there is an underlying theme here. And this is something, uh, especially with everything that's going on in the world right now. There are bad people in this movie who are doing good things. Uh, there are also good people in this movie possibly doing bad things. You know, you have Carol the prostitute. Prostitute is not normally a uh, character stereotype that we think is going to be doing uh, great things. Um, but Carol does. She is a hooker with a heart of gold, and she wants to clean up the streets, you know, and, and make streets uh, better. And then, of course, you have uh, uh, some of the other characters who you would think are, are good people, but they don't always make the right choices. You know, literally, um, Doug is a pastor who is murdering people. So, but is it okay to murder people if they're bad people? That's one of the questions that the the movie poises, you know. Um, uh, and really, that kind of gets into um, not that this show is very philosophical, but uh, you know, there is a question: Can you do good by breaking the law? You know, and and um, uh, <clears throat> everybody knows what's going on in the world right now. We we have um, uh, protests, we have um, uh, all these things going on, and some of those people are breaking the law, but are they? Breaking the right laws? Are they breaking laws that that shouldn't exist? Are they, um, you know, making a statement? Is it okay to do those things? So uh, I'm not answering any of those questions, but I'm just merely saying that uh, this movie does bring up some of those those same uh, types of questions. So um, maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe it's just a movie about a dinosaur that kills people. <laughs> Uh, so as far as the direction and editing goes, uh, the direction and the acting is okay. There is a very obvious difference. There are two uh, calibers, let's say, of actors in this film. There are people who are aspiring actors, and they give pretty good performances. Uh, the um, uh, Alyssa as Carol the Prostitute. I believe uh, on her IMDb, she's done some TV shows. She's done some other things. And uh, she does a really good job. Also, uh, Greg Cohen as uh, the lead, Doug Jones, he does a really good uh, job as well. Then you have Father Stewart. He's the one that's played by Daniel Steer. He's the writer and director's dad. And his performance comes off as... Um, Let's say right now you decided you wanted to make a movie and you asked your dad to be in it. So imagine that level of performance, and that's exactly what level of performance in here. It's not bad, uh, but it's certainly not on the same level as uh, some of the other people that are aspiring, you know, that have obviously had some uh, acting training. Um, the writing... And, you know, oh, let me go back real quick because I didn't touch on the editing. The editing in this movie is top notch. The editing is fantastic. Uh, there's a montage. There's some different, there's some split screen stuff going on. There's some visual effects. There's a lot of stuff in this movie. This movie has a lot going for it. And again, it really looks much better than it should for being a movie with uh, just over a $30,000 budget. You know, my, 
basis of comparison with that particular number is I know that that is around the number that it costs Kevin Smith to film Clerks. So uh, this movie is uh, now it's not completely a fair comparison because obviously technology has changed over the years and we have um, uh, it's obviously much cheaper to film digitally these days and do effects digitally and things like that. So I get, it's not completely apples to apples comparison, but uh, this movie looks looks far and away better than uh, Clerks looks. Um, so back to uh, the writing, you know, the plot of this movie is goofy, but it's also uh, followable. You know, it does have a plot. It has uh, things going on. We understand uh, the things that uh, – uh, Doug is going through. We understand, uh, you know, all the, the different plot points and who the characters and sometimes these types of movies are just unfollowable because they're so bad, uh, or they have huge plot holes, things like that. But that's not really the case here. It's, um, again, you know, the, the whole premise is silly and, and, uh, there are so many bad lines that are intentionally bad, uh, that it, it, it makes the whole experience fun. Everything happens for a reason. Here. Drink some more wine. <laughs> uh, costumes and props. Uh, again, you have the uh, the preachers who are wearing uh, their costumes. I, I, some of the people's costumes look like they went to thrift stores and found costumes. Other people look like they probably wore their own clothes. That would be my guess. Uh, so there's nothing really out of the ordinary until we get to, uh, obviously, the Velocipastor, the actual raptor. Um, a, a lot in the early scenes, we see a lot of quick jump shots, and it's pretty difficult to see the actual raptor. But in the end, we do see uh, the costume. And if you've ever seen, this isn't what it is, but if you've seen those inflatable dinosaur costumes, it's not far off. <laughs> Let's just say not a lot of money went into the design of the actual dinosaur here. And um, if you want to hear about where the prop came from, you can hear all that stuff on the commentary track as well. Um, set and filming locations, according to the credits, it was filmed in and around Manhattan in New York City. And the, the actual movie, you can tell there's a lot of the movie that takes place in uh, downtown. But then there's a lot of uh, scenes where we see the Ninja Clan that take place in a forest. I'm not that familiar with uh, New York being outside. I mean, New York City outside of what I think of New York City. So maybe that was filmed somewhere locally there. But, uh, um, you know, it looks close enough to be out in a forest to me. I mean, it passes for the movie. Uh, so anyway, yeah, as far as uh, special effects uh, and stunts there, the stunts again, you know, you have some fight sequences. They're not great, but they're not terrible. Um, they're probably what if uh, if you have a friend and you said, hey, I bet that guy would be good at doing stunts and fight scenes. It's probably that level. <laughs> uh, and that's going to bring us to my top favorite quotes from Velocipaster. Number five. You can't smoke in here, my son. Listen, Padre. Frankie fucking mermaid smokes where the fuck he wants because his life is on fire. Number four. What if I told you... And I was different. You're not that different. There are plenty of men like that in the church. No. Number three. <laughs> so your parents died, Doug. It's what parents do. They die on you. Number two. What do you think she was doing in the forest? I don't know. Maybe she was trying to start a family. Number one. Now, what's my name? Frankie Mermaid. 
And why is my name Frankie Mermaid? Because you're swimming in bitches. And now it's time for the Killer Bees. Wait a minute. You must be the... That's right, gringo. The Killer Bees. The Killer Bees are bloody bodies, boobs, background blings, B-movie tropes, and boggling questions about this film. Well, let's start off with the bloody bodies. Uh, in the beginning, we see Doug's parents uh, killed in a car explosion. Uh, I don't really want to spoil that scene, but let's just say it probably shouldn't be listed under bloody bodies. Um, but his parents are killed. Uh, then we see some muggers get killed. These people that are trying to mug uh, Carol, the prostitute, and one of them is beheaded. Uh, again, not a lot of uh, blood in that scene. And then we see Frankie Mermaid get his throat ripped out while he is in the confessional booth. He he basically tells Doug that he was the one who killed his parents. And Doug uh, turns into a rage, almost like the Hulk. He turns into the Velocipaster and uh, rips out Frankie Mermaid's throat. So that is, uh, you know, when we first start seeing uh, just a peek into the violence, which lies just under the skin of Velocipaster. <laughs> Uh, then there's a great Vietnam flashback from uh, uh, the other father, and uh, we see a couple of uh, – we see a soldier get assassinated. We also see his uh, love of his life and his fiance step on a landmine and a pretty bloody ending to her. In fact, that's pretty much all that's left of her after standing on the uh, – uh, stepping on the landmine. Um, then we have a bunch of ninjas. Of course, we have a huge ninja fight. There are lots of ninja battles and lots of uh, ninjas end up uh, in a pile of ninjas laying on the ground. Uh, and then we have the uh, ultimate bad guy, the big bad fight at the end who, um, also loses his head. And, uh, I mean, if you took a storm mannequin and pasted some bad eyebrows on it. <laughs> Uh, I, I wouldn't say there's too much of this. I mean, there are some good effects. I mean, there are some, uh, Carol gets cut with a sword and, and, uh, you know, the, the scar that it leaves, the, the mark that it leaves looks pretty good. I mean, so there are some good effects, but there are some really obviously, uh, intentionally silly effects in this movie. And as far as boobs go, there are a couple of love scenes in this movie, and there is no nudity at all. Now, I don't mean to say that as a disappointment. I wasn't looking forward to a lot of nudity in a story about a pastor that falls in love with a prostitute and turns into a dinosaur. Uh, but it, I don't, is it surprising? I almost say it was surprising just because the, the caliber of movie, but, but, um, I think maybe for this type of movie, I mean, this is a fun movie and, I think you could get away with violence more than you could get away with nudity, uh, with a movie, you know, this type of audience. Like, I don't think it's that big of a deal to behead somebody, especially when it's not super realistic. I mean, when it's obviously a fake mannequin head, uh, you know, that's not offensive. But I think if you, you know, have the prostitute being topless in multiple scenes, that's going to limit your audience. So, uh, it, it's, uh, obviously a stylistic choice and it's, it's not, uh, unwelcome. I, I didn't miss, uh, the lack of uh, nudity in the film. Um, Background blinks. There's not too much hidden in the background. There's one where uh, a couple of shots where the we we fade into the Velocipaster and he's reading books like all about dinosaurs or books on crime and things like that. Little tiny little things that you might notice on multiple viewings, but uh, there's not too much hidden in the background. 
Then we have B movie tropes. And boy, I mean, the, uh, uh, they really drew on some of the most classic tropes when they put this movie together. The first, there is the, uh, training montage as Doug is, is learning to harness his powers as the Velocipaster working with Carol. So there's a montage, uh, set to music. Uh, there is a long scene of bad guys laughing and it's, it's drawn out to comedic effects. So it just goes on and on and on. But, uh, uh it kind of plays on uh, that trope that we see in a lot of movies. They also do the, uh, the same thing. Now I think about it, the, uh, shot where you zoom in on bad guys, eyes or people's eyes as they're doing their stare down. So that's in here. Um, and then, you know, I, I don't know if this is a trope again, uh, to mention this, but again, making fun of, uh, itself, you know, it, it, this film is not one that takes itself too seriously. It, it is, um, I mean, there are parts that are played serious, but, you know, when it comes to some of the special effects, like, again, like the mannequin heads or things like that, um, you know, it, it's, uh, like I said, I, I guess making fun of itself uh, would almost be a trope. Uh, as far as boggling questions go, there are a couple that came to mind as I watched this movie. Uh, towards the end, the Velocipaster has a showdown with the uh, uh, right-hand man of the Ninja Clan, who I don't want to spoil it until the end of the show where we get the spoilers. But uh, um, as the two of them are about to face off, the Velocipaster reaches out and a sword flies across the field and lands in his hand. So the Velocipaster somehow at the end of this develops telekinesis. That's never mentioned before. He only does it once. Um, but it's, you know, kind of begs the question, why wasn't he using this power before? I don't know. It's, it's a strange thing to throw in towards the end of the movie, but, uh, a lot of this movie, you just gotta go with it. Uh, and then also we have this entire ninja clan. Their, their plan is to infiltrate churches by, uh, selling drugs to churches members and and uh, and there's this whole plan and they are operating out of a single tent which is located in the middle of the forest <laughs> and um i don't know you just feel like there's enough ninjas and that they're well organized enough that they could have moved into a building by this point but you know maybe maybe they're trying to um remain uh and so that's why they're working out of a single tent that is located out in the forest uh, on to my final random thoughts of Velocipaster. You know, um, the first thing I would say is that alcohol makes this movie great. Uh, and so does that mean you have to drink <laughs> to enjoy Velocipaster? No, that is not what I'm saying. But you can almost say it, um, not, uh, literally, but, the I've watched Velociraptor, and you know, like I said, multiple times. And the most fun I had was when I had my friends over, uh, my my group of close friends, and we call ourselves the Nasty Pirates, and we get together and we watch B movies and bad movies, and we have a great time. And so, if you go into this movie with that uh, attitude, that this is going to be a goofy movie, it's going to be played silly. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. You know, my friends really laugh. There's some, some, uh, uh, not jump scares, I wouldn't say, but there are some shocking moments in the film. Everybody laughed at. There's some lines that are so bad that everybody laughed at. I mean, there's just a lot to enjoy. So if you go into this with the wrong attitude, you're wanting it to be more serious. You're wanting it to be more, 
uh, comedic. You know, I mean, if you have certain expectations and this movie doesn't meet those expectations, then, uh, you know, you might not enjoy it. But, but, um, you know, my friends, again, we have watched many trauma films. I think this is kind of in the vein, uh, of a trauma film. Uh, you know, it's that type of movie. So the other thing is I have seen several negative reviews of this film online. And I think my opinion is that people are thrown off because the movie does look so good. I mean, there are lots of scenes in this movie that look on par. I mean, obviously it's, you know, uh, filmed on, on digital, you know, so, so it doesn't have quite that look, but some of the shots are so good looking that you expect a higher caliber type film. And so maybe that's why people are thrown off by it. I'm not really sure, but again, I just think it's the kind of film that if you go in with the right attitude and you like these types of films, that I think you're going to enjoy it. Um, the other, uh, another random thought is that, uh, Brandon Steer has mentioned on Facebook, or no, I'm sorry, on Twitter, uh, that he wants to do a sequel to this film. I think there's some fundraising going on. Uh, and I am definitely all for that. You know, this kind of ends with, uh, uh, the pastor and Carol riding off into the sunset on a motorcycle. Uh, and there is obviously more work to be done for the Velocipaster, you know, so, um, I think they've got a winning combination here. They've got a funny idea. They've got a catchy title. Uh, you know, you can put a movie together and, and, uh, again, they've shown that they could make a solid movie with a very minimal budget, you know? So, um, you know, I, I think they spent the money where it was important, you know, like, like you did have decent sets, you had decent, um, costumes, you know, and for 35,000, you're not going to get a realistic dinosaur. So you can throw that out the window. Um, but you know, I, I think they've shown that they've got a good formula here. So I would love to see a follow up to this movie. Um, the other random thought, you know, a lot of times people ask me, you know, where do I find these movies? Which I mentioned, I saw this one mentioned on Twitter. That's how I originally found it. Uh, but where can they also see this movie? Well, this movie is on Amazon Prime at the moment. It's also on Tubi. Uh, and you can watch it. But if you like these kind of films, and normally, I mean, I'm not definitely not being paid to say anything on, on this podcast ever. I'm not, I never get paid for any of my podcasts. But um, if you like this type of movie and you think this is something you enjoy, I highly recommend that you buy the Blu-ray. Uh, there are so many extras. There is a, a full commentary track with uh, the writer and director and uh, uh, Greg, the guy that plays uh, Doug, and there's a, a third gentleman on there. Uh, there's also a couple of Q&A sessions that were filmed live at different um, film festivals. There's just all kinds of information. So, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person that when I find a movie and I somewhat enjoy it, I will dig into everything I can find about it. And there's a lot of additional information about the film uh, on on the blu-ray and the blu-ray could be picked up really inexpensively uh, i'm sure i don't know uh what the website is but i'm sure you could find it i think i think it's also in fact i'm positive it's also on amazon so um yeah there's a little plug if, if you think uh, this is the type of movie you enjoy uh you might uh, think about purchasing it for uh, multiple sadness rating how much do i enjoy this movie on a scale of one to five i'm giving this Five Raptor Claws. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Uh, I enjoyed it the first time I saw it. Each time I watch it, I th- I like it a little bit more. Uh, there are lots of B movies that I will never 
go back to and watch again. But this is one that I might go back and watch, especially it's definitely one of those types of films that uh, not only is it good when you watch it, but when you can show it to someone else and you get enjoyment out of it, uh, you know, it, it's that type of movie. So I'm sure that I have not permanently shelved this movie. I'm sure that I will be watching it again at some point. If you want to hear more podcasts from me, check out podcast.robohara.com. You can come join the fun. Come join us over on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash robcasts for uh, a a landing page for all of my podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Commodork uh, or find out what I'm up to over at robohara.com. I want to say thanks to all my listeners. I know that I've taken a pretty big hiatus from podcasting, but I am setting up a new studio right now, and uh, um, I need to do a little bit more work on sound editing, but uh, so far it's not going bad. So uh, thanks to everybody who has emailed me to stay in touch, to ask me what I've been up to. Also, thanks to my anonymous mole over at How Did This Get Made. Yes, I have noticed uh, certain movies being reviewed in certain orders, and I will be <laughs> keeping an eye on that in the future. So thank you for that email. Uh, and finally, to wrap things up, we will end the show with a multiple sadness spoiler about this movie. So if you don't want anything else spoiled about the movie, now's the time to turn off the podcast. Spoiler alert. In the final battle, Doug discovers that Sam the White Ninja is also his brother. The two fight to the death. And then after, well, I don't know what else to say. Doug kills everybody. Ha <laughs> 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 Ha 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 